0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. I hope everybody had a great July 4th today, had a great time here at the house up on the island. Kids were having fun. Everybody was doing a good time until it had a little bit of a thunderstorm. But enough about that and more about some of the great things that happened last week at the ISTE conference today's show is all about Lego Lego education and the fact that this year Lego was celebrating education and educators with their first ever cohort of the Lego Master Educator Program. I had the opportunity to go out to Chicago and spend time with Lego. Lego Education, it was a fantastic time. They brought about 90 educators out over the first weekend and on Sunday we did an entire meetup. It was like eight hours of nothing but Lego creativity, collaboration, it was absolutely fantastic. Started off at the top of the day with a keynote address by the one the only Mitch Resnick. Mr. Scratch himself, he talked to us all about creativity and some of the things that he's doing at MIT and what's going on with the brand new Scratch 3.0. That I, I look, it is absolutely amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing it released later on this year, and I can't wait to to bring you guys some people from the Scratch team, just like we have in the past, and talk all about it. Other great things over the over that whole you know meetup day was learning how to. Let's see, what did we do? We built ducks. I know that kind of sounds weird, but I'll, you know we can explain a little bit about that later. And we got a chance to see what other people are doing in their classrooms with Legos. Lots of great things out there. I want to certainly say thank you to Lego Education for not only accepting me into the program, but also you know coming up with the idea to create something like this. You can find out more information, of course, in our show notes here, but you can also find it directly over at education.lego.com. And uh, you can look forward to the application. They had over 90, 95 or so um, teachers from across the United States um, be accepted into this program. They're going to be opening it worldwide soon. So if you're listening to this uh, podcast in other parts of the world, uh, look for that over at education.lego.com. And of course, uh, you know next year they're going to have their second cohort in 2019. So I look forward to having many, many people join the LEGO Education family next year in Philadelphia. Looking forward to seeing what's up about that stuff. Now, couple things about LEGO Education. It is not your typical group, right? Because these are people that are that are. Deeply interested in being creative and making amazing things. I got a chance to meet people from all around the world, a few people from Alaska, actually, which is really, really neat. We were learning about how to make Legos in a world literally where the sun doesn't set, which is kind of cool about all that stuff. Um, What we have for you today is a rather uh, interesting show. This is a show made up of. 15 or so different interviews that we happened to do that day i want to say again thank you to lego lego education for for bringing me out there and 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 inviting us to do some teacher cast podcasting while we were out there but i had a chance to really sit down with some of these lego master educators to learn what makes them tick now i have a few questions in there that are interesting to them and interesting to you guys i i i I I want to preface this by saying the last question I ask everybody is what is your favorite minifig? And it was interesting to hear all of the different types of minifigs from Spaceman to... Well, I'm going to have to have you guys listen to the whole thing because some of these uh, teachers had some pretty interesting ideas. Some of them were Avengers-related. Some of them were... Pirates of the Caribbean related. Some of them were, you know, like I had one person say they made their own minifig of themselves, which is kind of cool, right? Never thought that you could actually do something like that. But, um... Check out the whole show. It, it's a long one, but you know, certainly one that I want you guys to check out here. Um, we have a ton of shows. I hope you guys had a chance over the last couple days to check out our shows with Flipgrid, with Power School, with John KO. Lots of great things, and of course, over the next couple days, I'm going to continue to put out some great ISTE content featuring Microsoft Education, featuring WeVideo, Video, and other great uh, educators that we interviewed throughout the time. So, certainly check us out. I and I want you guys to check Check us out on Twitter. There's a lot of great things that we've been doing on TeacherCast. Follow us on Twitter over at, uh, over at TeacherCast and, and really get inside of what's going on. There's a lot of great stuff happening over on TeacherCast this summer, whether it be our educational podcasting channel, whether it be our STEM stuff, whether it be this recent post that our, our good friend Dr. Sam Patterson just put out on ideas. And he, he posed this question which I want to get you guys thinking about, which is where do ideas come from? You got to check this post out. It's really, really awesome. So go over to TeacherCast, sign up for our newsletter, check us out over on Twitter. And without further ado, I want to bring to you guys our full range of interviews from the Lego Master Educators Meetup from ISTE 2018. All right, we're here live at the LEGO Master Educator uh, Conference today. I'm here with Matt and Brian. Guys, what did you think about this entire day, the first cohort of LEGO Master Educators?
1: Uh, I thought it was fantastic. It was great to have everybody there collaborating and uh, sharing their expertise at the same time, listening and, and willing to learn. Uh, preschool teachers all the way up to high school teachers. I thought it was quite unique. Yeah, we certainly
0: had a very eclectic group. Doesn't matter if you're teaching younger students or older students. Brian, what'd you get out of
2: today? Um, first of all, it was amazing that Lego was able to bring us all together, as Matt said, you know, as we both said, preschool all the way up through high school. Um, but it was just great to share ideas, to hear everyone's expertise. We have about 90 educators here, and just, you know, to hear everything that everyone has to share is wonderful.
0: So what made you guys sign up for the program here? This is the first ever time. How did you hear about it, and, and what engaged you about the program?
1: We actually have a pretty good relationship with our regional uh, LEGO um, sales representative. Sales representative, yeah. And uh, we met her at the uh, Virginia Engineering Conference uh, for children and uh, started to build a relationship with her. Uh, we've used the LEGO products like the LEGO WeDo 2.0s in our r- classrooms, and uh, she actually invited us out to a dinner that LEGO was holding where they told us about the master educator program. For me, I felt like it was the next step on uh, entertaining children in the classroom with Legos, uh, (laughs) learning more so that I could teach more.
0: Entertaining is an interesting word. I've heard some positive uses of that term and I've heard some negative use.
1: Why use the term entertain? As a teacher, I think part of our job is to make sure that the students are having fun. Uh, that's one of my main pillars of being a teacher is, is learning while having fun. So if I can get up there and act a little silly, entertain the students and get their buy-in a little bit better, uh, I think that I've done my job. Now, Brian, you're also a STEAM specialist. What um, attracted you to this program? Um,
2: so for me, it's just a chance to be an ambassador. You know, I love Lego. I use Lego in the classroom. I really see the power of kind of building the student community and the classroom community. And so just being able to get this out, to more people, being able to kind of share my knowledge and share my experiences. And if it helps even one person, then, you know, my job is done. Now, talk to us a little bit about this conference. Is this your first uh, ISTE conference?
1: It is. I, I typically coach swimming in the summer, so I've never been able to really travel to ISTE, but I kind of made this a priority, t- took some days off, and, and I thought it'd be a great opportunity for me to learn alongside other educators.
2: And what about you, Brian? Yeah, this is also my first ISTE. Um, I'm pretty excited. Um, Lego Education is actually keeping me on for the next couple of days and um, working at the booth, um, presenting a couple of sessions, so I'm b- very excited. 20,000 educators get
0: together every single year to celebrate the way that students are learning with innovative solutions. Lego Education is certainly in there. What do you hope to get out of this conference as you go through the next couple
2: of days? Um, again, as it was today, just to meet educators and share ideas and, you know, if I get one new idea, again, everything was worth it. Um, so for me, it's just, as I said, seeing what other people have to offer and finding out a solution that problem I might have. I find something new. Mm-hmm. So,
0: now Matt, you work with Legos at your school, correct? Correct. What kinds of things do you do with your students?
1: I try to do mostly real-world applications. So, for instance, we had major windstorms in northern Virginia a few months ago, and we had a lot of houses affected by fallen trees. So we took the LEGO robots, the NXTs, and we actually designed rovers that would move through a house safely. We built very unstable walls and let the robots move through. So they had to program the robots to move through the house safely without knocking down walls to bring supplies to perhaps a, a trapped person in a house. Um, so, just uh, that's really what I do in the classroom is authentic, real-world situations. How do you start that? Because I think a lot of teachers get intimidated by the term STEM,
0: and they see great projects like this of kids doing amazing, authentic projects, and they're going, I don't know where to start. What advice do you have for anybody who's here or listening to this recording going... Where do you start with that stuff?
1: That's a really great question because I'm really just two years into this. Uh, Last year was my planning year, and this year I I implemented a full year of, of STEAM in the Classroom. And what I did was I just asked a lot of questions. I visited a ton of classrooms that had successful programs, uh, went to a lot of conferences where they were offering, even if it was just a single course within the conference, I had a very supportive uh, admin staff at my school who were willing to send me to places, gave me personal days to leave, uh, to go visit other classrooms. I do have a unique situation where I have a very supportive uh, PTA and admin team. So. When I came back excited about something, like the Lego We Do's, they gave me the money to to do a startup kit and and try it out in the classroom. And really, what I tell my kids in the class is, it's okay to fail. And that's what I'll do from the very beginning. I'll introduce something and I'll tell the kids, I've never used it before. We're gonna be piloting this in our school and trying it out, and if we fail, we'll try to to redo it and, and try something new t- until we succeed, or maybe just say it's not for us. The other thing that teachers always say is, I don't know where to find help for this. They usually are the one
0: STEM teacher that's in the middle of the school, and they're stuck. Where do you go for resources? My friends, my colleagues, uh, and uh, social welcome. media as well. <laughs> what, what, what websites are out there, right? Because not everybody has resources that you might have. What, what are some websites that you go
1: to? It's, it's so funny because I don't have my favorite sites that I go to and in like any situation where a teacher comes up to me and says, how do I fix this technology? I say, Google it. You know, we go out there and we, we try to find different places. I love the Lego education uh, social media sites because it's, again, teachers collaborating with each other and showing each other. We have uh, a lot of uh, our position in in the county that we work in is very social media friendly where we talk to each other and collaborate with each other all of the time. So just going out there and and seeing what other people are doing and and checking the sites out that they're using uh, through group chats and, and everything else has been really helpful to me. And Brian, talk to us a little bit about where you find your resources. So for
2: me, um, I feel like it's all Twitter. It's knowing the people to follow, and you, know, you can click on one per- something one person put and go down a rabbit hole. And every, everything I click on, it's a new wonderful educator that I follow. Um, so for me, my, real, my big you know, my professional learning network is on Twitter. And from there, you know, so- somebody like Alice Keeler, you find her, and then you get to ditch that textbook website, and just, as I said, for me, it's all Twitter. What to, the right people. What, what are the appropriate Lego-based hashtags
0: or
1: Lego education-based hashtags that you follow?
2: Um, good question.
1: Yeah, well, there's Lego Learning that okay. we're using this weekend as well as Lego Master yeah. Educators, which will be really good <laughs> for, for people to use. Uh, we, we have one in Northern Virginia called Nova Ed Chat, uh-huh. where uh, a bunch of teachers and, and technology specialists will, will share their expertise on a specific night of the week. And it, it's really great. To, to, to follow them because it's really just the idea of the week that they, that they liked or, or shared with someone that you get great ideas from. Now, there's 90 people here from all
0: different parts of the world. I mean, we have teachers here from Alaska. We have teachers here from the East Coast. What is one thing that maybe surprised you that today that you learned or maybe one of those
2: things that you just said, hey, I, I, I never thought of it that way? I was really impressed by um, some of the high school teachers and middle school and high school teachers who really kinda took a sat back and when we were going over things that are really more elementary, or really preschool and I was like, Oh man, this is probably boring for them. How but they sat back, they kinda took it all in and in their mind they said, How can I, you know, use this learning for myself in my school? And so that really impressed me because I was like, you know, being in elementary school, a lot, you know, you think Legos, elementary, K to six, perfect. You know, but some of those middle high school teachers, aside from their robotics, it's hard to really see,
1: well, how can Legos work for me? And so I was very impressed by that. It's like that vertical articulation, too, where you, know, you can't know where you're going until you know where you've been. So knowing what we're doing in the elementary level kind of helps kickstart them into taking it on from, from where we've been. And I think that's nice. I agree with Brian that just the uniqueness of the group and, and having everyone just willing to, to listen, I thought was really powerful. And even, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at our name plates up on the, the stage here where all the different collaborators here have created Legos to create their names. And there's just no two squares that are alike. Or like the duck project where we all got six pieces, six identical pieces at our table. We had five people at it and there was not one identical duck in the room. So. Just looking at that and just everyone has something different to share. Small, big, whatever. And everyone will take something from this day.
0: So I want to ask you one last question here. You know, we're sitting here in Chicago. This is the first ever LEGO Master Educator meetup here. What does it mean to you
2: to be a LEGO Master Educator? Um, I'm very honored. You know, I feel, you know, I do what I can in my school, K-6 to school. I've got 700 kids and I really try and push... You know, what I think is wonderful for the kids, and it's nice to know that other people, again, as I mentioned earlier, if I can share one idea that somebody else takes and is like, oh, that's cool, I'm going to use that in my classroom, then for me, my job is done. So again, I just feel very honored and very humbled that LEGO would not only do this program, but you know, choose me and have me out here to share with other people.
1: Yeah, I feel very lucky. LEGO brought these 90 educators out here. Uh, put us up in hotels, paid for our flights and everything else, which is really unique when you think about it. Some schools can't even afford to send a single teacher to a conference that's 45 minutes from where they live. So I think lucky is is the word for me. I'm working alongside now 90 educators who have the same goal as me, which is learning for the children, finding that special way for kids to access their education through play through legos through whatever and if we can get together and do that together i think that's pretty special
0: well brian and matt i want to say thank you for stopping by i have one more question for you this is the hard one Uh what is your favorite minifig
2: (sighs) Mm. that is a tough one so my son right now is looking for he's really into the lego movie he so he wants an Emmett minifig um me personally i'm waiting until lego announces the hamilton minifig (laughs) and that will be my favorite (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm. I am a big Star Wars fan, so I I do love the the Darth Vader minifigure. That is my favorite. I was gonna think Jabba the Hutt, because yeah. that's, <laughs> a, that's a pretty pretty
0: good one there, <laughs> guys. I want to say thank you. Um, it is a great time, uh, and and good luck this week. And enjoy, Yesti. Thank, thank you Jeff. very much. We Thanks for having it. us. All right, we're here live from the LEGO Master Educators uh, Conference here. Um, Amy from Florida, an instructional technology coach. Talk to us a little bit about yourself. Is this your first ISTE experience?
3: This is my first ISTE experience, my first experience with LEGO out in the public, besides our school.
0: What do you think about the conference here? 90 educators all coming around, talking about LEGO, helping shape the future of education.
3: Um, I think it's nice to see the variety of LEGO from... Um, kindergarten and preschool all the way up to high school and college.
0: And I also want to bring on here Chris from Rhode Island. Chris, talk to us a little bit about yourself, and uh, how did you get involved with LEGO?
4: I teach at golf Middle School in Pawtucket, and uh, I teach in a steam lab, which I've been in for about eight years now. Um, And one of the things that they had in there was the NXT robots, which reminded me that when I was a kid, LEGO was probably my most favorite toy. And we decided to expand what we did with LEGO, and now we have several kits uh, we do. We have um, machines and um, structures and all sorts of things like that, and the kids are in there building all sorts of great creations, and it's a lot of fun to see what they can do.
0: So Chris, is it safe to say that you grew up a
4: fan of LEGO? Absolutely. What was your favorite thing to do with LEGOs growing up? Well, when I was a kid, I was at a uh, church bazaar where they had a LEGO fire station raffled off. And I think I probably dropped about $1,000 worth of lottery tickets in that one, and uh, I can remember strutting up to the stage when they picked, that, picked me as the winner, and I played with that fire station probably every day for the next two years.
0: That is awesome. And of course, all of that energy and love for the Lego brick is now uh, being transferred down to your students.
4: Absolutely. What do you, what do, you do with your students? Uh, We actually use Lego in many different ways. We have kids that use them to create stop motion movies. Uh, We have a home design station where we've had kids actually use the bricks to mock out their floor design. We uh, use them, like I said, the mechanics and structure stations, robotics. Um, The kids are constantly finding new ways to use them. Some ways I'm kind of like, oh, I never thought of that. So they're just versatile. I love the idea of seeing things done in a way that you might not have thought of. Amy,
0: has that ever happened with you and your students? Have they kind of just wowed you and you said, that's amazing.
3: So I work with a lot of gifted students. And so it seems like everything they do wows me. But with the Lego bricks, they're able to create stories and create um, contraptions that we never thought about that they could even do.
0: Give us a good story.
3: Uh, of course. They did water. They're supposed to do the water cycle. And instead of doing... We have a lot of kids like to perform, but we have a, um, some of our kids that decided to take the Legos and build stories. And It's supposed to be model, do the actual model of the water cycle, but no, they built boats and they built people and they had stories and they wrote writings for it. So they did a whole production they put on Shadow Puppet. So they decided to make a production of it, and then read the story for it, and went way past what we thought was going to go in science with motorcycle.
0: Now, I love the idea of bringing in puppets for that. Now, and you also said, uh, Chris, that you're using stop motion animation. What kinds of ways can we use LEGO to kind of mold and meld the arts and the brick
4: together? What are you doing with stop motion? Uh, we basically have the kids create like a 30 to 40 second video. Uh, they. Basically, they have to write a story with a beginning and middle and end. Um, Obviously, in 40 seconds, it's not going to develop so much, but they learn to kind of get it focused. Like a lot of times they'll come out with a two and a half hour production in mind and we'll whittle it down to 40 seconds. And then they will take the pictures, put it into the software and turn out a video with sound and credits and a blooper reel because we always have to have a blooper reel. And uh, they, they really go to town with it. That is pretty awesome. What, what, are, what other things are you doing with your
0: students?
3: So the, the Puppet one is Shadow Puppet. So it's an app that actually takes pictures of the little Legos. And then you can either read, but a lot of the kids perform. So like for, the, um, for upcoming year, they're doing a lesson with little musicians from different cultures and then playing the songs from them wow so it goes with the music it goes with the people the different cultures and then of course legos you
0: know the one thing i got out of here is that legos have infinite possibilities we we all knew that but when we're sitting here listening to stem teachers technology integration preschool teachers high school teachers there really isn't anything that can't be done with legos
4: <laughs> that is absolutely true just just to see what the kids pull out you know cars that, that they design or or machines or you name it they they are not afraid to go in and just take a pile of bricks and turn out something that you haven't thought of in a way that you haven't thought of because it's it's just their creation it brings their creativity out so here we are in chicago
0: at the ISTE convention the first ever lego master educators meetup what does it mean to you to be a part of this group
3: i think it re-energizes me and so you get Throughout the year, it's just all the things that happen during the school year. So you come to these things, and it's like, wow, this is why I'm in education. This is why we're, we work with kids. So, and now being an instructional coach of K6, this is why I inspire the other teachers. So we have kids doing play and hands-on learning, but still getting what they need to get from the classroom. So.
0: And
4: how about you, Chris? What does it mean for you to be here? I'm just amazed that that a worldwide corporation like Lego is going to say, "Hey, Chris from Pawtucket." What do you think about our product and, and how it's used in education? It shows me that they're really kind of reaching out and listening to those of us that are out in the field and valuing our opinion. There's been so many suggestions and you know, just ideas that have gone around different tables today that you, know, that you just can't help but feel um, wanted, impressed, just needed, which is great.
0: And many teachers out there listening might say, how do I get involved with Lego education? Um, what advice do you guys have for connecting to ed tech companies such as Lego or others? Um, how do you find out what's the latest and greatest for your classroom and your students?
4: You know, one of the most amazing things about five years ago, I jumped onto Twitter and what is out there on Twitter just blows me away. And when it's kind of a chain. You follow somebody on Twitter who retweets somebody else, who retweets somebody else. Next thing you know, you're following six, seven, eight hundred people or groups. And what they put out there is just so informative, uh, reinvigorating, interesting. You can just find so many different groups and and people to connect with.
3: For social media, Twitter and also Facebook... But also finding people in your school that share the same vision and so that way you can actually go to them and be inspired and not be not go to the teacher's lounge and hear all the negative but go to the other classroom and see all the positive they're doing. So but mainly social media, like you said, with Twitter with Facebook and following people and saying, oh, here's more people. And then the hashtags. So learning the, the education hashtags that you should follow.
0: You definitely check out hashtag le- Lego learning and hashtag Lego master educators. Uh, before we go, I, I'm asking this question of everybody who's a guest on the show today. What is your favorite
4: minifig, Chris? Oh, boy. Um, well, I mentioned the fire sit- uh, station set, so I'm going to go with the fireman. Uh, He's always been one of my favorites.
3: Um, I like the ones that you can build yourself. So my favorite Lego musician that he's built was um, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> really? So we found little special pieces for him that we thought would would have his energy in it. And we made sure we had a little little Lego figure of Freddie Mercury.
0: That is awesome. You'll have to send me a picture of that one so I can <laughs> see that one. Yes. Guys, I want to say thank you. Please enjoy ISTE. Enjoy the weather here in Chicago. And it is so nice to meet you guys and have you part of the Lego Master Educators family. Thank you so much. Thank you. Our next guests are Maya and Alan, talking all about the great Lego Master Educator uh, event here. What did you think about the event so far?
5: I'm in heaven. I'm in the Lego heaven. (laughs) Yeah? How come? I love Legos. I love the creativity it offers us, and the coding and all the speakers we've seen today. just been amazing.
0: And talk to us a little bit about yourself. What do you do at school?
5: I'm a computer science robotics teacher. I love to code. I haven't met a technology tool I don't want to play with, So when I see technology, I want to expose the children to it. I want to fly my drones with them. I want to do all those techy things.
0: And Alan, I see you're from New Mexico. What do you do out there?
6: I am the robotics teacher at our middle school out there.
0: What do you do with robotics?
6: Oh my gosh. (laughs) I do everything to incorporate um, language and math and uh, as history, I try to incorporate all the core languages or core classes into my robotics class so that kids have an understanding that robotics is more of a culmination of lots of different things and not so much a thing unto itself.
0: And that's so important that it's not a single subject. It really incorporates everything. Do you talk to the other teachers in your school to kind of make them aware that you're an extension of really what their curriculum is?
6: Absolutely. I talk to our uh, language arts teachers. I talk to our science teacher. I collaborate them on my lesson plans, asking them if if I'm using the correct language that they use in their classes, if I'm using the same uh, writing requirements that they're using, charts and so forth. Um, I have uh, rubrics from those teachers to help me build my lesson plans so that i'm doing things that look like what they're doing
0: and how has that been this year
6: oh gosh um i i think it's been really successful to be perfectly honest with you, yeah, i'm i i try to to downplay it but i think the truth is i have a lot of kids that um that say things like hey this is a robotics class why are we doing science in here <clears throat> and for when someone says that then i know exactly i'm hitting the right spots
0: and so, at some point this year, you you heard about, you got an email, you found something online that says sign up for the Lego Master Educators program. What uh, what what got you excited about this?
6: Okay, so I was we have a new uh, regional representative from Lego, and she just happened to be, uh, or she made an appointment um, to come see all the, the robotics teachers in the district. There's three or four of us, and I sat down with her and I started explaining to her what it was that I've been doing in the classroom, um, in cor- uh, doing drag racing and tractor pulls and uh, um, uh, these kinds of things and running airports, having them build airplanes and finding out how taxiways and ramps and all these things work and the language that goes along with it. And she says, you know, you might be interested in the Lego Master (laughs) Educator Program. And I thought, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she went on to explain and she asked me to apply. I did. And three days later, I Got an email that said, welcome.
0: (laughs) And is this your your first ISTE conference that you're out to? Yes, it is. What do you think so far? 20,000 educators Mm -hmm. all in the same spot.
6: I can't even imagine the amount of knowledge that's going to be whisking through the air. There needs to be a billion flies on the wall to capture all of the great conversations. There's
0: going to be a billion tweets happening over (laughs) here, and many of them are going to be about Maya. Maya, you're presenting at ISTE this year, aren't you?
5: I'm presenting two different workshops, and both of them have to do with Scratch. One is Scratch integrated with Lego WeDo 2.0 system which allows you to control the robotic system through the language scratch. So you have a digital, the physical abilities, the ecology, oh, it, just the environment of that is so much fun. It allows children to create, it allows them to be the inventors. They can be the next autonomous car inventor they can be the next future. My second presentation is on the playground, and it's helping teachers who want to scratch or who want to learn and approach how to scratch. Scratch is a computer science language, not just scratching your head.
0: (laughs) It's The noun, not the verb. Uh,
5: Yes, thank you. It's a description of a computer science language, Scratch.
0: And now we heard today from Mitch Resnick that a new version of Scratch is coming out, 3.0. He didn't quite give us an exact date yet, but somewhere soon. What did you think about that?
5: I can't wait to play with it. I've played with a beta model, but I haven't tried it on students yet. My students are pretty used to the current model, Mm -hmm. so they'll be a little bit disgruntled at first. But I think once they see how much easier it is to connect with a WeDo, they will be very impressed with it.
0: And I love that you just put it that way. My kids are going to be a little... Disgruntled. Disgruntled. And that's okay, right? It's okay to bang your head against that, that proverbial technology wall every now and then because you're going to learn from it. You're going to
5: conquer it, and, and that's, that's, a, that, that's, that's the deal, right? It is, it is. I'm also really excited about ISTE because there's a Minecraft education component that's being presented, and Microsoft is allowing teachers to make an appointment to talk to them. So I can't wait to see Minecraft representative. I'm going to learn how to code with my students on MakeCode Microsoft, which has EB3 language that's really phenomenal, I've been playing with that. So there's just so much happening at AST. And is there anything else that you're looking forward to this week? I am definitely going to look into artificial intelligence, how to code it. I want to do virtual reality, and I really want to fly some drones. So I've picked out all the sessions with VR, with artificial intelligence. I'd love to create a language that combines all of them.
0: I I love your energy, I love the fact that you guys are both here doing these amazing things with 90 of our brand new family members. I gotta ask you, Maya, what does being a LEGO Master Educator mean to you?
5: It's an opportunity to play creatively with lots of other like-minded people to me. I'm looking forward to learning from all of us. I think just what we've done today has been so invigorating. I can't wait to get to the classroom in September and start teaching. I can't wait for my children to see all this.
6: And what about you, Alan? Well, I think uh, as a teacher, sometimes you can feel kind of stale, if, um, especially in, in a field like this, where um, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of the, uh, teachers, like in, in our school, there's there's uh, you know a dozen math teachers, but there's only one robotics teacher, and that's me. And it's similar in a lot of schools. So here we get an opportunity to meet people who have been through a lot of the things that we've been through, or been through some of the technology struggles that we've been through, have applied a lot of the technologies that I'm learning and I can, I don't have to go through all the difficulties that they went through. They just teach, this is how you do it. And then uh, take that learning, try it and then adjust it. That's going to fit my particular need, my particular style and my particular classroom.
0: Guys, I love that everybody's here collaborating. Even as we're sitting here recording this, there's 90 educators running around building, having fun and learning from each other. And I want that to lead into our last question here. What is your favorite minifig?
5: My favorite this probably is a cat. The I cat. love felines, and so the cat does it for me. The
0: cat minifigure. All right, Alan. What about you? What's your what's your favorite minifig?
6: Well, I don't. I didn't. I didn't know if I had a minifigure, and I as I was putting my name tag together, um, cats kept popping up. Not that I'm necessarily a cat person. I was terribly allergic when I was a kid, but I put eight or nine cats scattered around on my name tag because that's how kind of a classroom is. It's trying to keep cats all together doing the same thing, and um, so that's. That's all I <laughs> on All
0: that. right. If you're out there listening to this, uh, watch out. The cat minifigure just went up in value here. <laughs> Alan, Maya, I want to say thank you so much. And please enjoy Isti and enjoy the rest of the Lego Master Educators uh, meetup today.
6: Well, thanks for your time. Thank you.
0: All right. We're here with Laura, a K-5 technology teacher. Laura, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. What do you think about this? 90 educators all together to come together for a natural habit of learning about Lego.
7: Um, I think it's incredible I when I first heard about it I was just amazed and I was incredibly humbled to have been uh, chosen and the whole experience has been uh, just amazing. Talk to us a little bit about what you do with your students. Um, so I've teach K through five technology in different grades in there each year. Um, this past year was the first year that we incorporated Lego products, um, starting with, um, build me emotions and Duplos with the younger kids and then the we do in the EV3 with the, uh, the older kids. And I think it's been a really awesome experience.
0: I've had a good opportunity to use the emotions kit with my own students, my own my own kids at home. Um, talk to us a little bit about your relationship with the Duplo brick. What are you doing with the young, with your younger ones?
7: Um, so in our kindergarten, I work in a Title I building, so we are um, high poverty. And a lot of our kindergartners that we get didn't go to preschool. A lot of them don't have a lot of resources at home. A lot of them have a hard time managing like their um, social, social skills and um, working well with others and having like a coping mechanism and things like that. So we use the Build Me Emotions uh, lessons and stories to help them uh, learn those skills. Nice, nice. What about your, your older ones? Um, so in the like, second and third grade is kind of like the WeDo kits and they're learning um, kind of like simple machines and like the foundations of coding. And then the older kids, fourth and fifth grade, are using the Lego EV3 robot to learning to navigate that and program it to move around the room.
0: You know, there's 20,000 educators that are going to be at ISTE this week. 90 of them are sitting here as the first ever cohort of the Lego Master Educators program. What does it mean to you to be a master educator?
7: That's a, that's a tough one. It's something that we've just started, so I, I feel like I don't fully know yet, mm-hmm. um, since it's just beginning, and I feel like I might have a better idea of that as we get further into the program. It's kind of like day one. Um, I was also chosen to work the booth and a workshop and a panel, so I'm really excited to have those experiences and op- opportunities as well.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. Have you been to ISTE before?
7: I have not. This is my first time.
0: Oh, have fun. I'm going to try. Lots of great stuff here. I, I know you have to go, so I'll, I'm going to ask you the last question I'm asking everybody here. What is your favorite Lego minifig?
7: Doctor Strange.
0: That is a good one. Doctor Strange is a good one. Are you a Marvel fan? I'm a Doctor Strange fan. Okay. What did you think about the movies, and, and what is your thoughts about the ending of uh, Avengers? <laughs>
7: um, I mean, there, that's only it's only part one, so it's not really the ending.
0: But, but there's only one way that it's going to end, apparently.
7: I don't know about that, but I mean, I like... Um, I, did, I did see the Avengers movie and I, I, I just it's only, it's only the first half so it's, it's to be continued it's not, it's not the end we'll see we'll see where they go with it um, I definitely like the Marvel sets I have uh, the two Doctor Strange Marvel Lego sets the Sanctum Santorum and the smaller one
6: very very cool
0: Laura thank you so much for joining us and uh, you know congratulations on being here at ISTE thank you My next guest is Jennifer from the great state of Illinois. How are you today?
8: Great. Excited to be here. Why are you excited? I'm so excited because we're talking about Lego and learning and playful learning.
0: I'm looking around here at 90 people that are just having great conversations. They're building and everyone seems to be having a good time.
8: Yeah. I wish you could get, hopefully you'll get a photo of this awesomeness from all the name builds that we did.
0: We are definitely going to have a photo gallery on the, on the post that goes with this podcast. Perfect,
8: because I think you need the visual to see here we are, a room full of grown-ups and very serious about our play today.
0: Well, <laughs> well let, let's use the word adults. I don't want to use the word grown-ups <laughs> yet, because we, we did start off the day with a fantastic keynote by Mitch Resnick, and his whole motto was what?
8: He talked about the four P's, so peers, play.
0: Patience. No, that no. wasn't it. The other, and the, and he, then the other two, right?
8: Yes, and then the other two. He has a wonderful book. And the book is really all about
0: helping people stay in that mindset of a kindergartner.
8: Yeah, that lifelong kindergarten, I think, is so incredible um, to think about that what he brought up when he said that we should be looking at taking that mm-hmm. and bringing that up instead of taking the upper grades and pushing that more onto kindergarten.
0: And that's so true because as we get older, it is less about the P's and more about the C's. And even though the C's are creativity and collaboration, it's structured.
8: Yeah, I agree. And I think that when you watch a room full of kindergartners in something that's like a classroom that uh, is more Reggio or more open-ended play, you see them interact. They're doing all of those things, but they're doing it because that's their choice and they have that time.
7: Yeah.
0: And, and it just takes me back. I was thinking a lot about my days as a conductor when we were doing mm-hmm. movement studies and they said, you know, you watch a younger student lay on his back and tried to flip over and they use every muscle and they're having a good you know think about the first time somebody turns over for the first yeah. time now you think of us as adults and the first thing we do is we wrench our face and we go <laughs> and we flip over yeah it's just different and we have to kind of keep our minds in the fact that we need to be thinking like kindergartners
8: yeah we sit and we listen and we're not necessarily doing the things that we're telling kids to do right. so if we could be more playful and model it and have more of it in the schools, I think we'd all be better off.
0: But it's not that easy, right? Because right now we are all here in, in EdTech Oz, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're an instructional technology coach. Your job is to go back and take everything that you're learning and distill it to your teachers. And they're going to go a kindergartner, what are you talking about? <laughs> how do you how do you do that? How do you go back into the classroom and, and not get that sense of, all right, I'm in a different reality now because I've had the ISTE experience.
8: Yeah, I think you have to be uh, aware that you are a cheerleader. It's yes. not part of your official job description maybe, but you are a cheerleader. You have to rah, rah, get everybody excited and you will get people on board. And I think you're going to get your early adopters and people who will come along with you. Mm-hmm. And those are the people you start with and chances are when they see good things happening the others will follow along maybe a little bit slower but they'll get there too
0: it's about convincing people that there's many many new things that are out there to try
8: yeah and they're not here to experience it for themselves so you have to recreate that experience mm-hmm. and i think that is a challenge but you have to start small you know little chunks you bring back and find those natural opportunities instead of forcing it all on everybody
0: well what out of what you know we've been through a lot in the last couple hours here at this point what has uh you know, gotten you to say, wow, that's pretty cool.
8: I love the idea of, first of all, today we're experiencing activities with just standard Lego bricks. So we talk a lot about technology and building in the computing aspect, but so many things that you can do just with bricks and what classroom doesn't have Lego bricks.
0: And we're building ducks.
8: <laughs> That's right. How many different ways are there to build a duck with six Lego pieces? Six
0: Lego pieces, and we have ninety people, and there's about a hundred and twelve <laughs> ways that we've built a duck.
8: Yeah, maybe more. That's Go pretty awesome.
0: It. Here, what 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 was the surprising? Have you first of all have you built a duck before? Have, have, you, have you gone through the exercise? I
8: have not done that activity before, and I was thinking to myself, what a powerful learning activity that would be in the classroom. Yes. To have them build whatever it is, and then look around and see because. I think the first question we would get as teachers is, what are the steps to build the duck? Right. How do I build the duck? I, Tell I, me
0: the answer. I, so I, I first did the duck last year. Um, I, 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 I learned about it. And then I immediately took it to my school district. <laughs> and I had a few teachers come in for a summertime workshop. And I said, build the duck. And they went, How? what does it look like? <laughs> and Give I me said, directions. Said, yeah. You no, know, no, you can do anything you want with it. Yeah, but but what does it look like? <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, forehead slap, right? Like yeah. all those different things. It's about being open-minded to things, right? And we learned yeah. a few things today that's been going on from teachers across all the curriculum mm-hmm. and literally across all 50 states who I think are represented grade levels, here. Grade, grade levels. Grade um, What are you going to, like, what's the one or two things you're going to take back with you?
8: I think um, some really cool activities that you can do, like first day of school activities or early on activities when you're introducing collaborative work or you want to dig into more in depth using Lego or even robotics, there's some easy ways you can get started. And you're going to pull a lot out from those activities based on what you create the foundation for in the beginning activity. Now,
0: is this your first time at ISTE?
8: It is my first time at ISTE.
0: Are you looking forward to something in particular?
8: I'm a little bit overwhelmed. I'll be presenting on Tuesday and I'm sharing about Makey Makey, connecting digital and physical. So it's perfect. I feel like this whole weekend and my time at ISTE, it's all... Selfishly the things that I love the most. So
0: And I love that word. Sometimes you have to be selfish. And when yeah. there's twenty thousand things, <laughs> literally. E- even as a tech coach, you know, yeah. I-, I left my school and before leaving, I said, like, what would you like me to get out of this or who would you like me to yeah. talk to? But this is the time, these conferences to go network, to meet with people, to find the resources, to recharge, play, play with Legos, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? All those different things. And, and, you know, what advice has somebody given you in their first year of ISTI? Breathe. Breathe, okay.
8: Um, try to have a game plan going in and uh, understand that you can't do it all. I like to think I can do it all in life, right? But at ISTE, it's not that you can't do it all. You shouldn't try, I don't think. You should pick, like, what are those highlights that you think are most important to help you navigate? You know, is it keynotes? Is it... What are the areas that you want to see the most and really focus on that?
0: And what do you want to see the most?
8: You know, honestly, I'm kind of excited about the um, exhibit hall, like of all the weird things and some of the playground spaces, some of the non-traditional, you know, where you have um, at other conferences, you have some breakout sessions. I know here it's a little bit different, but I'm curious to see some of those more informal spaces.
0: And so one of the things that happened to you this year is you heard about or found out about or read about in a tweet the Lego Master Educators program, which of course got us here. What does being a Lego Master Educator mean to you?
8: I think it gives you that um, permission to play and to make it okay that this is part of your job and to say this is valued by um, Lego Education and by a group of people that coming here today, you realize there are other people out there like me. Like I've shared with you Through TeacherCast, I found out there are other people like me in the world. Years ago, look, there's a whole room full of people like me now. So it's it's becoming more common, and I think it's okay and safe to be who you are. So why not all be together enjoying something that we love like this?
0: I I think I'm gonna. That's the best answer I've ever gotten. I think I'm gonna (laughs) take that home with me. (laughs) Hey, honey, I'm a master (laughs) educator. I now have permission. Yeah. I'm sorry I can't take out the trash.
8: Yeah. Use it.
0: I have a badge. Use it.
8: (laughs) I think that and that we all need to find out from Mitch Resnick what the correct way is to build a duck. I think so, too. Everyone should tweet at him and say... But seriously, what are the directions for building that
0: ha- Hashtag how do I build this the right way. <laughs> yeah. Amph- Give and, and, me
8: instructions. Right,
0: and right way needs to be a capital letters yeah. on that one. We,
8: where we, we tweet a picture of all of them and say which one of us did it right. P-
0: pick the one that you like the best, Mitch. <laughs> Whatever yeah, you no want. No pressure. Um, I, I want to uh, end today and ask you the same question I'm asking everybody here on the panel. Um, do you have a favorite minifig?
8: Well, I mean, come on. Do I have a favorite. I have one in my pocket that travels with me. What is that? Um, we'd have to look up what series he's from. He's kind of a generic explorer guy. I I call, bl- the I call space him man? No, oh. I call him Brick. He's not that old. He's okay. not really a classic,
0: he... but he seems
8: like he's suited for travel. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he's out of one of the blind bags from a couple series ago. Okay. And, like I said, I just call him Brick the Adventure Guy.
0: He looks like Uncle Traveling Matt from the Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I
8: love his hair. I doesn't do. He doesn't have the best hair.
0: Everything is awesome with this guy. He's styling.
8: He's got another face, so he can be surprised. I took him to Tufts University and showed him all the steps, and he looked shocked. But um, it's a fun way for me. I don't really like being in pictures, and so when I take a picture of him somewhere people know that I've been there or at least they can assume because he doesn't walk by himself. And that's
0: so important. You know, I have a friend that says puppets are magic. And and Mm -hmm. even if you have a kid that can't be taken, having that person's picture taken, Mm -hmm. they can do sock puppets. They can do paper bag puppets. They can do minifig puppets. They can do all of those different things and and have a great time with it all. Um, Where else have you taken uncle traveling, Matt? here?
8: I think finding a way to share and share your story. And that's one of those other common themes I love. And teaching kids that and letting them know that they can share, like you said, in another way. So if you want to share through this Lego or whatever else, take a picture of something through Hugman, you know, something that you can get out in the world. Um, He has been all over the Boston area, Medford and Somerville at Tufts University. He traveled with me last year um, in the ECT, the Early Childhood Technology uh, program. He was there with me for the teaching residency, Um, He's been all over New England. He travels with me to Frisbee dog events, and he usually gets his picture taken at all the cool places, Um, the MIT Museum. He went to the Harvard campus.
0: And now he's presenting at ISTE.
8: He is presenting at ISTE. He took a picture by the poster area, and hopefully people will show up to talk to me thinking they'll get to meet him.
0: That is pretty (laughs) awesome. We have a Lego minifig celebrity here. (laughs) Jen, I want to say thank you so much for uh, spending time with us today and enjoy the rest of ISTE and good luck with your presentation. Thank you. My next guest comes from the great state of Michigan. I want to welcome Gabby onto the show. How are you today, Gabby? I'm doing great. How are you feeling about today?
9: Oh, boy. It's been been quite an experience to meet so many people like-minded and to learn from everybody. 90
0: Lego master educators all in one spot sitting here playing with... I, I I haven't figured it out yet. I don't want to say playing with toys, but playing with <laughs> playing with learning materials. Can we call it that? So, yeah, I wh- agree. What What have you learned today? Oh boy.
9: Um, well, there is having the many years I have doing this. You think you know a lot, and then you come to a place like this, and then you see. I, do, I was just looking at the at the expo that each people have put, and there is a one for um, surface. Have you seen it? It's com- kind of like a black box and the kids get to map the, the terrain. I just think that's the most creative thing I've seen.
0: There's a ton of creativity here. What, what here has floored you to make you go, wow, that's awesome?
9: There's been a lot of awesome. I mean, it, it, that, one, that one to me is pretty awesome because I, I see totally the application for the classroom teacher, where sometimes I see the application for my like, computer science. But I, I, I don't find a place where to connect it to the classroom teacher. And that one right there uh, was one that I was looking for.
0: So talk to us a little bit about what
9: you're doing in Michigan these days. Well, I have a, a few a few hats there. I work for the university. I teach uh, pre-service teachers, the technology and media course. I also work for the market Algerisa, which is the regional educational service agency. And I ser- serve um, our 13 districts, 28 schools there. So I go to schools and work with teachers. I do professional development, coaching, And uh, sometimes I work directly with the students, which is, that's the highlight.
0: (laughs) And sometime in the last couple months, you learned about the LEGO Master Educators program. What does it mean to be here and to be a master educator?
9: Well, it's a dream come true. I'm a LEGO maniac. Everybody that knows me knows that. Uh, I have LEGOs all over. I have my own uh, Instagram. And uh, I'm... I I'm admit now that I'm an adult fan of LEGOs <laughs> and, and um, you know, um, it started with the digital storytelling and wanting to have a more uh, variety in order to help the children create more things and then it just escalated from there to immense proportions, but I enjoy it, and it serves, um, I teach um, a summer program, and I notice that when the students are engaged through a story, um, they they do better. So I teach robotics to very, very young students, and it's very hard because it's first, second, and third grade, and it's EV3, so it's not easy. And so to engage them, to have them Um, follow that Um, I use stories so each year I pick a topic and we do pirates one day or sometimes queens, kings and castles or this year we'll do jungle adventures so that helps me motivate them and they are completely engaged
0: and how do you find the kids advanced throughout the course I've seen kids come in with no robotic skills and walk out total programmers
9: well that's kind of the magic of it and parents don't don't believe it when they when and when they first approach it, they think they're gonna have the kids entertain or babysat you know, for for a few hours mm-hmm. <laughs> in the summer. But then they see the power, and I have the parents come every day. So from day one, um, they can see at the time they pick up pick up the kids that the kids can explain what they did they truly know what they did, and they truly can explain it because it's when they explain something or try to teach it to somebody else that you truly know that they know it. So, I make an effort to have the parents come at the end of every day, so that they can do that. And that reinforces what they have learned, but it also proves that they did, in fact, learn.
0: Is this your first ISTE conference?
9: No, no. I'm a veteran, as you can see. I've been coming to ISTE for for many, many years, and I was lucky. I was um, a teacher at the American School in Lima, Peru. And professional development was very important for for the school, so they invested on us teachers and so I was lucky to be allowed to come to Easti or FETSI or some other uh, technology conferences. How have you seen a change over the years well it's it, it, I don't know if it's changed the technology the technology changes every every year it, 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 that's dramatic um, the 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 experience doesn't change, to me for, uh, personally. I, um, I find it totally invigorating to be able to meet uh, other teachers and other specialists and see how they're doing the job that I do because <clears throat> right now I, I work by myself in, in the educational side. It's kind of hard. And having other teachers to talk about the, the same topics and explore ideas, that's fantastic.
0: It's certainly important to have a support group, as you said, and using the hashtag LEGO Master Educators or the hashtag LEGO Learning is certainly a great place to find those resources. Um, I got to ask you the same question I'm asking everybody here just to kind of... I, I just, you know, it, everyone here has a different, completely different answer, which I love here. But what is your favorite Lego minifig?
9: Oh, boy. <laughs> I have my personal avatar, I, I would say. is uh, there, There's a little girl. I, I don't have any spe- specific character, but I built a little girl. Um, uh, she has long hair, unlike me. And she comes everywhere I go. And she takes pictures everywhere I go. And... It's just a little thing that my students enjoy very much. They it's like a the Flat Stanley kind of concept, uh-huh. and so they are excited to the places she's been. And I think that opens up um, the world for the kids, for them to to realize, you know, this this little character has been in so many places.
0: That is awesome. Uh, we've had other teachers on the show today, just have their minifigure in their pocket. They just take it everywhere. I think that's absolutely awesome. <laughs> to have something like that. Gabby, um, I want to say thank you so much for, for, for joining us and good luck this week at ISTE and I hope you have a great time. Thank you. My next guest is from the great state of Texas. Peggy, how are you today?
10: I'm great. Couldn't you, be better at this Lego event. What do
0: you think about this Lego event?
10: Oh, I, you know, it goes back to this. We in education buy the stuff and the equipment, but we never, we never get to the human component, which is to have people network and to train them, and to share what they're doing.
0: Why is it important that we're here doing just that?
10: Because that's when you make whatever tool or equipment you have better.
0: But everyone here is just making Legos.
10: Oh, that's not true. We are actually connecting and networking and learning from each other.
0: Oh, yeah? And what are you learning so far?
10: Oh, I've learned tons of stuff. Uh, one of the things I want to bring back is the SumoBot... Um, I love the, where we made the names. That was awesome. It's just a wonderful event.
0: And talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you're picking up today. Is there anything that makes you just go, wow.
10: This isn't my first rodeo. I've been to this before when it was Leap, and now we've got the, the LEGO Education Master Educators. So it's always good to reconnect and find out what people are doing and what they're up to.
11: And I also want to bring on Ian today. Ian, what do you think about today? This has just been a really awesome, awesome day. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with your kids these, these days. Uh, I teach seventh grade robotics, so I'm doing a lot of the stuff that you see out here and the people are talking about. Uh, drag racers, rope climbers, sumo bots, battle bots, uh, robots that move like animals, all sorts of different things. Uh, is this your first ISTE? This is my first ISTE, yes. What do you think so far? 20,000 educators all getting together. That's a pretty amazing thing, and they're all like-minded educators, which is even cooler. Absolutely. And speaking of like-minded educators, Peggy, is this your first ISTE?
10: Oh, no. I've been to too many to count.
0: You've been to too many. How have you seen ISTE change over the years?
10: More, I guess the latter part is more of the social media aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and people who don't aren't able to come to ISTE uh, can connect on Twitter and Facebook Um, because there's a hashtag called not at ISTE. So it brings in that world that they can't make it here.
0: There's not even the not at ISTE. There's also past the scope EDU where people are taking videos and broadcasting it live out to everybody who's not here. It's amazing, as you said, that networking community that we have here. Um, What do you look forward to each, each year here?
10: Mainly the networking. It's that human component when you get to talk to like-minded educators and find out what they're doing. Because you, even though you might be doing the same thing, they've got a twist right. to it. So you can always pick up new ideas. And the most important thing is you get re-energized.
0: Now, Ian here, you said ha- it's his first time. Any advice for him
11: going through the next couple of days?
10: Did you wear comfortable shoes?
11: <laughs> Absolutely did. Absolutely did. I have a brand new pair of flip-flops, which got tested out immensely when I had a mile-long walk at the Los Angeles airport to make my connection to a, a, a temporary terminal. Very, very cool. I, I, I always say
0: the first rule of ISTE is wear your sneakers. Get, get, get yourself comfortable shoes, figure out what you're going to do, go from there. And it looks like everybody here at the uh, LEGO Master Educators Meetup has been having a good time. We're sitting here in front of, oh, I would say 90 different... How would you describe what we're looking at here, Peggy?
10: It's a c- conglomeration of creativity. I like that. And, you know, you get to build your name, and everybody loves to see their name, whether it's in, in, on social media, on Twitter, whether it's in, in bricks of Lego.
0: Now, talk to us a little bit about how you're using Lego in your school.
10: Well, I'm lucky enough to train teachers. Um, I work for TCEA. We're the largest uh, state affiliate of ISTE. So I do a little bit of everything. Um, but my number one passion is I get to teach robotics, whether it be EV3 or we do.
11: And what about yourself, Ian? What is the question again? How I, how how do I use you, Lego? Yeah, in your classroom. Or, uh, well, with the robotics. So I definitely, definitely use that aspect. Um, and just a, a tool to let kids express their creativity. You know if you look at the name tag nameplates that you were referencing a second ago there 's not one that looks like another yet they 're all doing the same thing they 're allowing teachers just to say what their name was and, and as an introductory activity but you 've got now this amazing canvas of just beautiful uh, base plates with names written on them in Lego in three dimensions. Some people went up, some people decorated them, some people did colors, I mean, some people made symbols and signs. It's just amazing. And was there a point in this process where you said to yourself, Man, my name only has three letters. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of focused on some other stuff, so my plate was really bare. And I'll tell you a secret, before I put it up here, I just added a bunch of Lego to make it look like I had a creative process. And really, it was just random pieces, so I wouldn't look as bare uh, against the other ones. Pretty cool. Now, also, what we had today was that we had
0: some breakout sessions. Which sessions did you go to, and what did you find interesting?
10: Well, I actually was uh, lucky enough to lead a session on collaboration. And so was Ian. Ian, what was your topic on?
11: Uh, So I led one on just an introductory activity using uh, observation and manipulation to tell the difference between two Lego pieces. I'm sorry, what was that? So, yeah, it's um, it's a starter activity I do where I take two pieces that look almost identical, the black pin and the gray pin. And you first have to just look at them, write down the differences uh, between the two. And then uh, we give every participant a beam to now use manipulation, and you discover that the black pin has more friction and the beams won't spin around, but the gray pin pin does if you put the, the gray pin between the two beams. So we use that as a start activity. I use it in my class to kind of just say this is how we're going to learn by looking at things and using them but I used it with the group today to generate ideas on how would you use this, how would you change this, how could you apply this to your audience. That is pretty cool. Um, Thank you. I, I, we have to do a show on that sometime no, No, no problem.
0: I'd love to do that. Um, as we go through here, I noticed that you guys are wearing the special name badges, which means you had a, a hand in creating this program. So I want to ask you guys, what does being
11: a LEGO Master Educator mean to you? Top of the list would probably be the networking part. The fact that I get to meet and correspond with people that are as passionate about Lego education as I am, are as knowledgeable, but maybe in different ways about things I'm not knowledgeable about, and that just appreciate my input. Um, the, the fact that Lego education appreciates my input and seeks my input is a real uh career affirming sort of thing so that somebody out there, you know, is asking me what I think about their products and how to make them better. And Peggy, what does being a master educator mean to you?
10: I think this is validation that the Lego brick is a instrumental tool in education.
0: Long time ago they put a bunch of plastic together, came up with a concept, and here we are as this worldwide phenomenon that not only works in entertainment, in education, in the home, all around. I mean, we've seen sculptures here. There's a, it's just infinite. Infinite isn't even the word, but there's infinite amount of ways that we can put two pieces together and change the world. It's pretty awesome. Agreed. So I want to end with the same question I'm asking everybody here.
11: Ian? What is your favorite minifig? So it's um, not one that you can buy commercially, but after the Batman, the Lego Batman movie came out, my son was intrigued by Condiment Man as as one of the funnier, and and is actually a DC villain you can find in a comic book at one point. Uh, So he came home and made his own Condiment Man, and it is one of the coolest looking lego minifigs that i have ever seen it's got yellow and red for the ketchup and mustard it's using like a backpack and some wires or some sort of lego piece that comes out so it looks like it's going to shoot mustard and ketchup at you that's an uh, amazing
0: the the uh, uh, wonderful <laughs> exactly. answer
11: exactly uh,
0: peggy topped that one <laughs> and I, that was not a condiment joke either but on <laughs> am <laughs> <But>, um, <bump. laughs> <laughs>
10: Well, I have. Uh, I'm a little bit addicted to minifigs. I have all 18 series, uh, so I love the mystery hidden bag- bags, and I guess I just love them all. I love all the sets, but the thrill for me is to actually go on the hunt and find one of each of the series. So by feel, um, I can I can take a bag and I can feel I need, it and tell you. I need you to which- attest
11: to this. I have seen her do this, and and so you get the bags and they're not transparent. You can't see. She will just the parts and the pieces inside the bag and be able to tell you what minifig it is it is remarkable to see
0: Master Educator
10: <laughs> of minifigs <laughs>
0: that is amazing uh, well we now have a few, shop, uh, a few topics for future podcasts um, what, 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 <laughs> I don't know where to go with this one <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna, that's just, let's just call it there guys have a great ISTE it's so nice to meet you welcome to the Lego Master Educator family and enjoy the rest of the week Thanks, Jeff. Thank you so much. Sitting here with three new Lego Master educators, I want to welcome Beth onto the show. Beth, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Well, what do you think about today? Uh, it's
12: exciting and a little bit overwhelming. There's a lot to learn.
0: What's overwhelming?
12: Um, just all the different ideas that are out there, and makes me want to go back and be right in my classroom. But with summer, I can't.
0: What are you going to take back to your classroom?
12: Um, there's a lot of different things with the storyboards that are out there and the backgrounds. I had never put backgrounds into mine. I'd always hmm. had them just build settings. So that was one of the things that I was going to definitely incorporate. Okay. Um, but then also the coding pieces that, um, there's a gentleman here named Alan that w- picked my brain last night and he was telling me all about these different coding pro- programs that he could use and, and implement. And I was like, I want to do that. So lots to learn.
0: And so you're a sixth grade teacher that's doing some amazing things. Trying. (laughs) Trying. Tell tell us a little bit about your students.
12: Um, Well, I'm in a small school, and um, sixth grade, you know, I have about 50 students in the sixth grade. Sometimes I work with the fifth grade, and so there's, you know, 40, 50 students there too. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just a good group of kids. There's boys and girls, and socioeconomics is pretty good, so... Yeah, small school. I'm
0: going to bring on from the great state of Michigan, Amy. Amy, how are you today? I'm pretty good as well. (laughs) Talk to us a little bit about what you got out of today. We had started off with our keynote from Mitch Resnick. We went into building things. We did breakouts. What impressed you the most?
13: Uh, There were a couple of things, really. But meeting Mitch, I have an after-school coding club, so... Getting to go back and see my kids and tell them I met the man who is behind this is going to be crazy. I actually um, co run it with someone else and I texted them a picture. They're like, I can't believe that he was there this morning. So, pretty awesome. That was really cool. And really, none of us knew each other before we came here. And so, and we went to dinner last night and we've been shopping together and we're making really great friendships
0: and and the networking here is amazing right
13: yes it's really amazing the Nine,
0: 90 like-minded creative people one of them here just happens to be from texas i want to bring amanda onto the show amanda how are you today
14: i'm wonderful
0: what do you think about today
14: today it was um motivating okay and very exciting 'Cause I'm excited to bring back some really cool coding ideas. I came in here with the mindset that I need to bring my lower kids, my pre Kers, my kinders, my first grade, my second graders, get them on that coding track and the Lego track so that way my um, my kids that are in the junior high and the high schools that are already in F L L they aren't they aren't falling behind because they don't know the coding piece because they have to learn the coding piece plus everything else when they once they get to junior high. So we need to bring up the
0: road. So you really work with students of all grade levels?
14: I work for basically kindergarten through fifth grade students, but I also do dabble in the secondary when they need
0: me. So we're sitting here with a whole bunch of Lego projects all around us. We're seeing teachers all around just having fun building. What's the most creative thing you have ever done with a Lego...
14: Hmm, I don't really know off the top of my head, Um, but probably just sitting down and just sitting and building and and letting my my mind go. Um, Today, being able to do my Mickey Mouse icon head was probably my favorite part, Um, and that's probably the most recent creative thing I've done lately.
0: Nice. And, And Beth, what are you getting out of all of this? We have all these different things going together. What's the one thing you can't wait to jump back into the classroom and do?
12: Continue with the ELA writing piece okay. with the kids. That was and, a big topic today. Yep, big topic, and I think that um, the kids being able to use Lego and just be able to um, have fun while they're writing and engage, and engage them with that the pieces before they have to get their brain working and the pencil to the paper.
0: Well, let's let's talk about that, right? Because because mm-hmm. many teachers today brought up ELA, yeah, and feel free to jump in on this as we go through here. But why? where there's so many teachers today saying, does Lego and ELA work together? It seems like that was a hard thing for people to put together. Yet on the other side of the table, there were so many teachers here today going, no, English language arts, Lego, let's do it.
12: Yeah, it totally works together. And I think the biggest, the saddest thing is when Story Starter kind of went away. Um, and so all of us are like, wait a minute, wait a minute, we want it back because it's such a powerful tool with writing. Um, You want to engage kids in writing? That's one way to do it, and, I mean, why not?
0: Super fun. Amy, what did you think? What's the one thing you're going to run back to and say, i got to start this in September?
13: Um, Actually, I was in a collaboration, small group, and she had shown us the zip line and doing that with some very basic tools and giving it to the kids and having them see how that really works. And it fits into fourth-grade science really seamlessly. So I'm really excited to be able to do that with them and really prep them for the other things that we're gonna do.
0: Yeah, that zipline was pretty interesting just to kind of give people out there the visual. It kind of looks like an upside down bicycle with the two wheels up on top over top of a string. And so uh, that was really, really neat and innovative way of using Legos.
13: And then you you had to collaborate with someone else because you had to have two people in order for it to go back and forth. Right. Because you had to tilt the string to get it to go down the plane. So we're here at ISTE. Is this anybody's first time
0: at ISTE? This Nine. is my first. Your first time? Uh, Amanda's shaking her head. Amanda, you've been here before. Talk to us. Talk, talk to uh, Amy and Beth here. What can they be looking forward to at ISTE this year?
14: Oh, ISTE, this is my... This will be... I actually will not get to go to ISTE this year because I have to go back and do some family stuff with my son. Um, but I've been to ISTE twice in Texas, both times. Um, and... It's, it's an amazing experience. My advice to you is to pick one thing and dive in and find that one thing. So when I go to ISTE, like in the past, when I went to ISTE, that's where I discovered the Lego Story Starters. And I went back to my my boss and I said, we need to buy these. He didn't ask. I thought he was on deaf ears for a while because I never got ordered, but then all of a sudden we had this huge order come in and it was all the Lego Story Starters. So he listens. Um, so just just go with an open mind, but find that one thing that you want and, and just go with it. Because there's so much thrown at you and so many sessions and so many vendors that you're going to feel very overwhelmed.
0: What are you looking forward to the most, Amy?
13: Well, I have to leave early, too. Um, but I kind of equate it. It's, this is the, the national version of our, our state conferences and I always love going and finding something that I've never learned before or um, going and seeing a technology that I'm already using and getting those extra ideas of no this is really how you should use this this is a, a great way to incorporate this into other things and how to share that with other people.
0: Beth what's the best advice somebody gave you going into this week?
13: Well, actually, on the plane ride here, I sat next to a
12: guy from Microsoft, and he um, was just javeling with all of the different um, programs that they had and told me to look him up and whatnot. And being that I'm from Washington, and they're based in Renton, and he was like, you can come to our campus. And so I really want to meet up with him um, because I want to see the next steps. So like in We Do 2.0, which I use to teach science, the, like the pollination one, I want to see where the kids can go. After they create that pollinator and, you know, talk to them about, you know, there are people that actually are out there pollinating plants by hand. Maybe you're going to be the next scientist that actually invents something that pollinates for them. And they don't have to go out there with their little buckets.
0: I I love giving the kids a, a goal and just stepping back and seeing what it can do here. Now when we're going through the last school year and you're using different Lego products, I'm assuming at some point in time um, you heard about the program and then you put in your application. What does being accepted into the Lego Master Educator Program mean to you?
12: It means a lot to me. I'm a National Board Certified teacher, so anything I can do to... you know, bring my level of expertise up so that I can bring that back to my students is huge. And everybody loves Lego. And I love Lego. So if I could just
13: use Lego all day, I would.
0: Amy, what about you? What does it mean to be here?
13: I, I'm just dumbfounded by it. I love this. Um, when I was getting ready to do my submission, I actually went to my parents' house and I said, I think you still have my box of Legos that I got Um, my first ever and we actually found the box of legos and it's over 30 years old and it's back before they started putting 99 plus at the end so it says it's for six to eight year olds that's how old it is and it it's just always been a part of my life and so i'm so excited to be with teachers who also are that excited about something
0: back then you couldn't play legos if you were nine years old (laughs) no you (laughs) couldn't not allowed to anymore i'm sorry Thank goodness the times have changed. Amanda, what, what, uh, what, what does being here mean to you?
14: Um, it's an honor to be here um, and to be a, master, a LEGO ma- education master educator um, and to be in the first year uh, and to be able to network with everyone and get ideas. Um, I'm hoping to, I mean, I'm excited to be able to bring back what I've learned and share it with my team. Uh, and with my teachers as we grow other LEGO educators. Nice.
0: And I want to always wrap up, as as I'm going to ask you the same question I've asked everybody else on the panel here. Um, I'll start with you, Amanda. What is your favorite LEGO minifig?
14: Probably BB-8 right now.
0: That's a good answer. How come?
14: Because we are a big Star Wars fa- uh, family. Now, if they made a Mickey Mouse minifigure, I'd be all over it because I'm a Mickey Mouse. Coll- I collect Mickey Mouse. Okay. But at my house, we build Star Wars. So we have the Millennium Falcon. We have the Death Star built. And so when I went to the Lego store, that's I bought the... Uh, Chewbacca, nice. And uh, when we come back in July, we'll probably be getting the BB-8. So Sweet. all excited about it.
0: Nice, Amy. Your your favorite Lego minifig?
13: Um, I think it's actually Catwoman <laughs> because I I have a lot of the superhero ones in my personal collection, and hers came with the cycle and the whip and she'd stolen some jewels or something like that so it was just fun stuff but with a very powerful woman
0: very very cool Beth, favorite minifig?
13: Spongebob
0: nice (laughs) why Spongebob?
12: Uh, it was one of the kits that my son um, had and he had played with forever had Patrick and everything but I was always the Spongebob, I still would go down and play with him and things like that and he was always my guy, I don't know
0: Very, very cool. Guys, have a great time at ISTE. Enjoy the rest of the conference here, and thanks so much for your time.
12: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jeff.
0: We're here with LEGO Master Educators Rebecca and Kristen. How are you, ladies?
15: We're good. How are you? Having a fabulous time. You?
0: I'm having a great time. What are you looking forward to this year?
15: I mean, I feel like everything I'm looking forward to, we kind of got to experience today definitely feel like I got the Lego experience when like every single thing we did today was all absorbing in how we implement Lego in the classroom. How do we create uh, active and engaged learners? So, I mean, it was just been a great day. Like I feel like a, a kid in my class.
0: So tell me about your class, Becky. You're a head teacher in Florida.
15: Yeah. So, um, I teach Head Start, which is all children living at a low socioeconomic status. Okay. So, my class is 100% poverty level students. I have 18 kids whom I who adore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I go into my classroom every day, you know, with the mentality that my kids are coming to school potentially with some of their needs not met mm-hmm. and that it's my job to provide them a completely awesome um, educational experiences because they may not be getting that at home. Whether it be just a, a poverty thing where they just don't have resources at home or even the parents have lacking that kind of uh, structure to be able to give that to them. Mm-hmm. So um, I take my job really seriously because I just want to really lay a good like educational foundation for my students.
0: And how is Lego Education helping you with your students?
15: So this year, uh, Head Start in our area purchased all of the Head Start teachers Steam Park. Yes. Wow. Yes. so That was, I was an awesome set. It is like, it was just totally, uh, it was a game changer for my classroom. So I started using it as a small group rotation, but we did that as a teacher-directed activity. So we would give the kids what they needed to complete a task until we trained them really well and so they start exploring and figuring it out on their own. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I think it was so cool, first of all, for my kids to get to play with something so... Uh, interactive because all of the, there's pulleys on it and there's levers on it and there's ramps on it and different cars they could construct, um, so they really learned how to build things and uh, use the imagination, but also problem solve because they were like, oh, if I want this to happen, then what do I have to do to make that that trigger pull or whatever? Right. So it was really really for me like a game changer as far as uh, instructional and we started using it about once a week and it was so cool because even though using it once a week, the kids didn't get bored with it because there's so much you can do with it.
0: Now Kristen, you're a 5th grade teacher. Talk to us a little bit about what you do every day.
16: Yeah, so I started out as a STEM specialist. So I was a through K-5 STEM specialist for three years and so I just moved back into the classroom. I'm I'm also a First Lego League coach. So um, I've been coaching First Lego League for about six years now Mm -hmm. Um, and we use EV3s in my classroom with my 5th graders. I also use a lot of the We do 2.0 solutions. Um, We just did one about the earth changes, and they had to build a man-made intervention to go with that um, standard. So it's a lot of fun.
0: Nice. Talk to us a little bit about your kids. They walk in ready to go with robots or they walk in kind of like, hey, what is this stuff?
16: Um, So we're working on our STEM certification as a school. So some of my kids have had a lot of experience. We actually have a robotics special at my school. So they have EV3 experience when they're in third grade. Mm-hmm. And then um, it just kind of depends on where they came from. So a lot of kids have experience and then our newer students are kind of, uh, you have to start from gr- ground zero.
0: So today we came in and we had a fantastic keynote by Mitch Resnick. What do you guys think of all that?
16: I... Yeah, (laughs) me too, girl. Me too. So I love Scratch and I use it consistently in my classroom, especially Uh when I was a STEM specialist and just getting to see him and hear him and um, his perspectives was awesome. Amazing.
15: So I didn't really have a lot of experience with Scratch. But when I had seen that he was on the speaking list, I did look into him a little bit and saw the book he had written called Lifelong And I bought the book today when he was talking on book? Amazon. I don't yeah. know. I'll tell you in a couple days. Right. So you beat me to it. So I definitely plan on reading it. But I read, like, the basis for it. And um, one of the challenges I think I face, or I think all classrooms face, is when I'm in, in my pre-K classroom, I feel like I lay a really good... Um, foundation of playful learning how do you engage kids how do they manipulate materials how do they work with their hands how do they connect that working with their hands to the different uh things we're trying to do like counting right uh early literacy i mean really pre-literacy but uh none of it's so challenging because i feel like in pre-k they're like play 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 and then they get sent up to the upper grades and all of that that we worked so hard to gain is lost. Mm -hmm. And so I love the basis of his book because it's all about how to engage your learners, how to continue being playful learners, how to be creative learners, how to learn to manipulate through the learning process. And that is just something that's very um, important to me. And it's why I choose to work in pre-K because it protects my ability to do that, which is what I believe is an educational uh, like paramount skill. And um, so anyways, I just... I was really excited to hear him speak.
0: But that seems so easy to do. I mean, we've been sitting here creating Legos out of our names, and I'm looking around the room here, and we've got all these different Lego things. Why do you feel it's so hard for adults to just loosen up and play?
16: Well, and as a STEM specialist, when I I taught K-5, through that was the hardest thing for my kids that creativity piece. And if you hand them Legos or you hand them something, they want the instructions. Or if they can't find the exact piece that goes with the instructions, they panic because we put so much emphasis on being correct. You have to have the right answer. So I think giving them that freedom is very, very important. And I I think that's the same. The same is true with adults. They want to be, you want to be right. Mm -hmm. And the fear Mm -hmm. of failing and Yours looking different than somebody else's.
0: Well, it's all about having the ability to not just fail, but say, okay, it was just, it was a try. Let's right. try something completely different. Let's try yeah. something completely different. And here, Lego is trying something by having their first ever Master Educators cohort. What does it mean to you to be here?
16: I am so excited to be here. I've been an advocate for Lego for a long time, and I'm so thankful to be meeting other people
15: that share the same passion that I do. Um, For me, I was just so honored to be selected because I don't feel like I do have a ton of experience in the Lego world, but the second I got my hands on Lego, I fell in love with Lego. And for me, it backs up everything that I believe as an educator. It backs up my philosophy of education. And so to be able to go back to my school and say, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is what's working, I feel like it's one person getting to go back and make an impact on a lot of teachers because the thing we are fighting is what we just talked about, and so Without the connection that I have to Lego, my school would be disconnected from Lego too. Right. Not intentionally, but because of just opportunity. So my getting an education is just going to pass on, and hopefully more teachers will catch on to the vision of playful learning. Hopefully that vision will catch on to other teachers in our district, because um, I'm kind of a loudmouth, and I'm going to make sure everybody <laughs> knows what's going on. Well, and so. I feel
16: I feel like people are less intimidated by Lego because everybody's played with the Lego brick. Right. So when you give kids a Lego robotics kit, they're a little bit. Less intimidated, and adults are less intimidated, and teachers are less intimidated, right? Um, because because it's Lego, yeah, and they know the pieces.
0: So I want to wrap up today by asking you guys the same question I've asked every other teacher here on oh, the no. show: What is your favorite minifig?
16: You know, I just saw a princess one, Princess Belle, when we went to the Lego store a few minutes ago, and so that's what I'm gonna go with,
15: Princess Belle. So teaching pre-K, I love the My Town. Okay, I feel like those little characters are so. But I also love that they're like a little bit bigger because my kids are obviously smaller, choking hazard, and it's easier to manipulate.
0: Very cool, Kristen Becca. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the conference here, and uh, thanks for your time. As we get ready to wrap up the LEGO Education Master Educator Conference, I'm here with Amanda, Jeannie, and Grace. How are you, ladies?
17: I'm We're fine. Great. Good.
0: And uh, Amanda, what did you think about today? We had a very, very long and energetic and awesome session. I
17: thought it was great. It was really good to come around and see people from all over the country and be with like-minded educators and really exciting to go back and take what we learned today and kind of just share our excitement with the teachers back at home.
0: And what is one of those things that you're going to be taking back?
17: Oh, man. Um, Probably just the excitement on the way that you can bring LEGO education into any subject, any grade level. And we're all doing different things, and it's okay to just try it.
0: That was one of the big themes here is that LEGO can be used for Mm -hmm. everything. I noticed that we had a big discussion on language arts. Mm -hmm. Where do you use LEGO in your classroom?
17: So I actually have a STEM classroom. So I see kids as a unified arts um, special, as they call it. And the kids come in and we use Lego and a bunch of other products as well, but give them opportunities to kind of choose what they're learning and what tools they're using to learn with right now. Mm -hmm. We actually, in my school, I'm fortunate, we have the first um, ever globally, um, the first Lego, or I'm sorry, brick maker space powered by Lego Education Solutions. So there we have an entire room that is gorgeous and dedicated to learning through, playful learning through Legos. I
0: bet your kids love that.
17: Oh, they love it. It's the, and the teachers. I mean, everybody. It's <laughs> quite the quite the room. So it's gotten a lot of good press.
0: That is pretty awesome. Jeannie, what are you taking away from today?
18: Definitely that there are more people like me than I ever thought. Yes. That whole play philosophy is alive and well.
0: And what does that mean to you to know that there's others out there that you can reach out to?
18: That ideas are coming from not just my mind but others so I have teachers to like back up, share I, and writing down some of the things that I heard this morning from the keynotes. Um, just writing down the things that they said so that I can remind teachers how important that is. And in K, I'm a K2 um, teacher so of course we cannot let go of playful learning.
0: So as a teacher of that younger grade our pre-readers really, what does Lego happen... What does Lego do in your classroom?
18: It, first, The first thing it does is adds energy immediately. I always like to say there's energy in those bricks, and it's so true. When I show up with a Lego solution, there is a palpable energy in the room. There is actually a class that cheers when I walk in, so it's great for my ego. But, you know, that is, that's, those are genuine emotions from them when I walk in.
0: I, I love it when teachers walk in and students get excited. Grace, talk to us a little bit about what you do.
19: Uh, so I'm a gifted teacher in Forest Park, Illinois. Okay. And I also do after-school programming with um, Lego Robotics. And the thing I love about Lego is that it levels the playing field for all students. So you have, can have the brightest student and the most struggling student. And when they're working with Lego, there's, there's no difference. It's a, it's a universal. Everybody knows how to use it. And that's
0: why I am so thrilled to have everybody here. We have 90 teachers as our first cohort of the LEGO Master Educators, what does it mean for you to be here as, as a member of the first cohort?
19: Oh, this is a true honor. And also, it was a, a true honor to see um, Mitch Resnick at the um, meeting today, uh, because he really enforces the playful learning aspect. And I think that's what's missing in schools today. Very inspiring today, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, Jeannie, what does it mean for you to be here?
18: Um, Every time I've said yes to anything that had Lego attached to it, it has been a positive. So here's another thing that I got to say yes to. And I felt like that was kind of like my new way of I turned 50 not long ago. And I said, you know, what? you're going to say yes to more things. And this was one of those things that I said yes to. And it's always been such a positive experience with any kind of Lego learning that I've been involved with.
0: You're having fun, aren't you? Definitely. What's been the most fun here?
18: Uh, Meeting other people. I'm in the city by myself, traveling alone, and it is so cool to meet people. If you're a master educator. We immediately have something in common.
0: Especially when you get a chance to meet great people from Pittsburgh. Amanda, talk to us. <laughs> Why are you, what does this mean to you here?
17: I think it's just an honor. I mean, really, there are so many great teachers around the country, in our own districts, and at home, and it's just really nice to be able to kind of be highlighted for what is really awesome in our classrooms and be recognized to be able to come together and share other great um, activities and other events and just share it with the world and kind of keep it moving, like not keeping these great things for ourselves in our classrooms, but sharing them with other people and just the synergy that you get when you bring it together,
11: so.
0: So here we are in the middle of Chicago, 20,000 educators have come to celebrate education, celebrate their students. What are you looking forward to this year?
17: Well, I'm looking forward to a really great summer break and uh, actually getting a few weeks off and then getting back, re-energized, and just really ready, ready to hit the road running with all the new things that we're learning here and other
19: conferences that we'll be at through the summer.
0: Pretty awesome. And what are you guys looking forward to, either at ISTE or getting ready for next year?
19: I'm really looking forward to using more coding in different ways with students. And I think there's a lot of things coming down the road with that. Nice.
18: And I think um, sharing what, I, what I've learned here and what I've learned from other master educators, not just with my district, but in a more global sense too, that um, there's a platform now to, to share out all these great ideas.
0: It is so nice to see, you know, people here sharing their love for LEGO, sharing their love for education. I want to wrap up today by asking you guys the question I've asked everybody on the panel so far. What is your favorite minifig, Amanda?
17: Oh man, I <laughs> I have to give a shout out to Justin Alio, who is our um, director of innovation. We kind of like created one that is him in a nutshell, and by far my favorite because it embodies him and his awesome personality and all that he brings to our district. So Justin Alio is you have
0: a custom minifig, all right? The best
17: minifig available.
0: <laughs> Jeannie, how about yourself? Any any anything from the retail or from the education? Um, what do you what do you like?
18: Well, I like the generic. Okay. But I, if I don't say Shark Boy, a friend of mine will be very sad. So Shark Boy,
19: Shark Boy <laughs> minifigure. All right, Grace, what do you think? Okay, um, my favorite um, minifigure right now is uh, the Balloon Man. Okay, in the current um, set. Nice. Or whatever they are, the little packages. Uh, he's really cute with the two little balloon animals.
0: Very, very cool, ladies. Thank you so much for your time. Please enjoy the rest of the conference here and enjoy your time at ISTE.
19: All right, thank you. Thanks for sharing. My guests today are
0: Carolyn and Julie from the great state of Colorado. How are you, ladies? We, we are,
15: are fabulous. D- great. Yes.
0: Oh, nice. And what do you think about today? We had a great time here at the Lego Master Educator event. What did you take away from it, Julie?
20: Um I love meeting all the people here. It's just a fascinating group of amazingly talented teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, really fun to make connections and just Lego is such a fun platform. To talk about.
0: And what do you do with Lego in your classrooms?
20: Well, I work at the elementary school and I use um, Lego WeDo 2.0 primarily. The kids love it, it's just a fun platform to be creative. And um, then I feed my kids into Caroline's middle school program,
21: which is great. So she takes it from there.
0: What do you do, Caroline?
21: Well, she starts with First Lego League Junior and I coach. 12 First Lega League teams through our middle school curriculum. Nice. And then we Julie on the day that I run a regional tournament, she runs her uh, First Lego League Junior Expo. Expo. So and we get lots of lots of great people coming and giving feedback to the kids.
0: So you share the same kids throughout a number of years. We,
21: we do. do. First through
20: that eighth a, grade. That,
0: that was a Lego joke, right? That was yeah. a we do, right? <laughs>
21: We
20: do. (laughs) (laughs) We do 2.0. Talk to us a little bit about how you see your students
0: transform. And maybe we could talk about through the years, but really from September through the end of school year, how do you see Legos transforming your kids?
21: I just love that students enjoy coming to class. They look forward to it. Some of them call it Lego class. That's usually the younger ones, though. As they get older, um, they tend to focus more on the robotics aspect. And... For me, just seeing those moments when they're successful and they're jumping up and down because they got the robot to capture curiosity in the Space Activities Challenge or in FIRST LEGO League when they um, actually accomplish some missions and get some points and just the satisfaction they derive from that That's awesome. is awesome—is great for me to see. And so just seeing that building of confidence um, and the fact that they're actually enjoying it. They're not asking me how many points something is worth. Uh, are they going to be tested? That sort of thing. They're coming in because they want to actually work with the Lego.
0: And what's it like putting those Legos in the kids' hands for the first time, knowing that they're going to go to such an expert <laughs> like Caroline?
20: It is just a pleasure. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> it's why I teach. It really is. It's been a medium that um, the kids run to my classroom, um, which they did not do before Legos, honestly. Um, and we work on a lot of teamwork it's a lot of social activity um learning how to solve problems and how to work out conflicts when they come up which nice. they do come up
0: i love the social so, aspect of this and, yeah. and and social is certainly something that you see all around here i mean everybody says this has been one of the best networking experiences that they've had and, absolutely and you guys get to go through the lego master educators program together what does it mean to be a lego master educator
20: You know, it's great. I tell people, I told somebody on the airplane coming here that I was going to a Lego Master Educator training, and they were very jealous. They were so psyched for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a great thing to say. I mean, Lego's playful, and they knew I was going to have a great time. Nice. And I am having a great time.
21: And it's just great to connect with all the different teachers at different levels and see the excitement. I wish we had more time, actually. I, I feel like I haven't talked to nearly as many people as I would love to spend time with. And even the ones I've spoken to, I wanna make sure we keep that social network going just because uh, the ideas, things that someone will very humbly say, oh, I do this little thing in my room and you think, that's amazing. That would solve so many problems that I have. Uh, Or I just, it never occurred to me. And so having this many minds together um, who are really in this for the kids, and what the kids get out of it is is really exciting
0: and it 's all about creating this family atmosphere now of course, being a Lego education teacher here we have you know we have our social network, we have our Facebook group that we can connect with, we have email we have all these different places. What is the one thing that you 're going to take away from here and bring back to your school district
21: oh I, more than anything, I think the connection and letting um, when I work with students, knowing, letting them know that, you know, these ideas come from all over. And there are other kids who are as excited as they are to learn. Um, and I think, too, just the number, uh, just looking at our name tags that people made, right? the possibilities are, are endless with Lego. And I love that they're, even though they use the word solution, In their product marketing, there isn't a single solution. Um, It's more like possibilities. And I, I, I just love that. Yeah. I'm shamelessly borrowing everybody's
20: ideas and building on them. And I'll look forward to our social networks so that I can borrow people's ideas and integrate them into our own program.
0: That's pretty awesome.
19: Yeah.
0: One of the things that I like to ask everybody who comes through here is, what is your favorite Lego minifig?
21: Well, if I'm going to go commercial, I kind of like Captain America.
0: That's a good one. We had I'd, somebody earlier say Doctor Strange.
21: Yeah, I like, I like that. You know, it's not that he's my favorite of the Avengers either. I just like the minifigure. Nice. <laughs> he's pretty awesome. And then I really love, um, oh, from Pirates of the Caribbean. Octopus face, Davy Jones. OK. That's a pretty cool minifigure.
20: That's a
0: pretty good minifigure. Julie, how about yourself?
20: <laughs> well, Caroline gave me an astronaut a few years ago, and it's a treasured item. It is a treasured item. I don't even let the kids touch it. Nice. That's how special it is Does me. it have a name? Um, Astro Man.
0: Astro Man. <laughs> yeah. See, I knew, it, <laughs> yeah. I knew it would have a name. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Guys, I want to say thank you for stopping by. Enjoy the conference. Enjoy everything about being a LEGO Master Educator. And uh, guys, you know, anybody who is out there listening, I want to say thank you so much for watching our show today. It has been an amazing day here at in Chicago at the Lego educator Master Educators thing. Um, if you have any questions about it, you can check everything out over at TeacherCast.net slash Lego. That's TeacherCast.net slash L-E-G-O. We're going to have all the great stuff happening from Lego. We're going to be having you know, news, updates, uh, lesson plans, ways that you can bring Lego into your class. Lots of great stuff. TeacherCast.net slash Lego. We want to say thank you guys to everybody who has been a part of this show and everybody who has made this program possible. We're looking forward to a great year promoting LEGO and showing all the great stuff out there. And we want to say thank you guys for being a part of the TeacherCast Educational Network. On behalf of everybody here, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.